and welcome to the Classified Cheat Codes Podcast, your source for the newest news in gaming, where we give you unfiltered gaming news once a week. I am your host, Josiah. And I'm Hill House. And we are ready to get started. And uh, we start off the show where we talk about games that we played. And I'm thinking about renaming this segment like In Our Lives or something. (laughs) Where we talk about what we're doing this week that's not news related. I should get some like twinkling like sounds that sound like the more you know type thing, you know. So we just like in our lives or like as as the years go by type thing. So it sounds like some soap. Like sands through the know? hourglass. Yeah. <laughs> so are so, the days of our lives. Yeah, because it's like we don't just want to talk about the games that we played at the beginning of the show. This is also our chance to talk about like random shit that happens that doesn't have anything to do with, you know, the news. Yeah. But um Yeah. We were talking before the show that we haven't really played any new games this week, but um, just get that out of the way. Um, I did go back and finish the achievements because I have to be a completionist at games. Um, I finished the achievements for that one leaves game that we talked about. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One leaves the, the, the anti smoking game. game. Yeah. <laughs> So the the final achievement that you have to earn is you have to win the game 20 times. So basically I s- just kept speed running it because you got to yeah, memorize watched your you, turns. Actually. I watched you on yeah. Mixer. You were broadcasting on Xbox. <laughs> it Yeah, it took an hour to finish and I had already done five wins. So I did 15 more wins in an hour and... I was broadcasting it without a microphone or anything because more of I wanted to prove that I actually did it <laughs> <laughs> so that I can go back and be like, here's me speed running the game 15 times. But it was such a painful achievement. Um, it is so monotonous. I've made the point before that this game defeats its own message. Yes, it when does. It says that <laughs> it says that. Um, you may have defeated smoking this time, but like you might not be so lucky next time. But you know, if you try with speed it again. running, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When you speed run it, it's gets easier every time. Now it gets more stale every time, and you hate it more. So maybe yeah. that's the message. But it's just it's such a boring, it's just such a boring achievement. I'm I'm not ashamed of it because I'm a proud I'm proud that I have a a zero point sixty five percent of gamers achievement. But <laughs> there's a reason people don't go for this because it's such a waste of time um, to do it 20 times. It's probably an hour and a half. And oh, I wow. mean, I'm not getting that hour and a half of my life back. So um, the thing is, I, I started it and so I guess I had to finish it. But, you know, so it's kind of it's 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 a shameful, but also I'm proud of it at the same time. So it's kind of weird. Um that's crazy. But yeah, that's what that's what I played besides Overwatch this week. I did play a lot of Overwatch again. I did my placement for the new CTF, the Capture the Flag, um, which was really funny because I played it with my brother and we played all the same games with each other. And so we had all the same wins and losses, okay? Yeah. I placed 1,600, <laughs> so silver. He placed like 2,700, like plat. And we had the exact same, like games we played so that's leftover from what last year was and i think that's one of the most annoying things about overwatch yeah is that it takes into account what you placed last season and i just 
I don't know. I really hate that because it means that if you don't grind and push through all the bad players down in silver and bronze, uh-huh. um, because you can only you can only one man carry those teams so much. Yes. Eventually, yeah, once you start exactly. getting around like high silver, low gold, you start running into teams that might have two decent players on it. And if you can't outplay both of them, you know, you can't make your team win no matter how good you are, basically. Yeah. And uh, that's it's really annoying trying to get out of silver like any time I've ever placed in it. Um, oh, yeah. Same and here. And the thing is, the thing is you could be put into it by just some really bad placements in the first season like like no one being aggressive enough on the point and in ctf it's all about if your team never chooses to push there's no way you're gonna win yeah because exactly you have you to have at least to get one push. point yeah right um what used to happen i bet it happened last year because i didn't feel that way this year but i remember last year um there was tons of games where i would play capture the flag i remember like half of the heroes would go defensive and just stay at your flag and i'd be like you know we're not going to score a point if we all are just playing defense (laughs) so then i would have to like try to team up with one person on the team that was actually trying to get the flag but then you know there's no hope of doing that you know so i bet that's what happened last year and i bet that's why i ranked where i did but it's just crazy um uh is that all i have to say about that yeah, that's all I have to say about that. What'd you did what'd you play this week? No, I, I played a little bit more Overwatch. Um, and you know, I mean I'm not I'm not all that happy with all of it either, you know. But uh, you know, I'm the only reason that I would play Overwatch right now is just for the comp. Um I'm about 125 points or 175 points somewhere in there to uh platinum on tank and that's all i really cared about anyway was moving up because i started out in bronze when i first started playing it and i didn't really play a lot of uh comp but now i'm trying to get into that again so yeah it's the only reason i would really play it other than that i've been playing a lot of paladins um i love that game i like the changes that they keep making to it um they do have a new character out uh and he is a bit uh, op but you know that happens every time That's they release somebody every single character and paladins whenever they release one yeah yeah so they got to do a little nerfing and but other than that it's a consistent game it's a lot of fun um i like the changes that they make to it and uh you know i'm interested to see what happens i'm hoping with overwatch 2 that it brings me back a little bit you know and possibly <laughs> gives me some more interest to it but it's just you know it's just gotten a little stale i i think that i might be kind of you know looking leaning towards playing some story-based games you know it sounds weird because it's not something that i usually play but i'm actually considering it yeah i think you'll enjoy it it's a lot more fun than it you know sounds (laughs) oh no no no. you know and i agree it does sound good but but uh you know there's (laughs) actually in We'll talk about that later on, but there is uh, there is actually a game that I've purchased that I will not play. I'm not even going to download it, and I'll talk about that later on. So that should be a lot of fun. Yeah, That's some good hype. <laughs> um, <laughs> something I will add is we talked last week about the Wiz Khalifa song that was yes. going to be in the Sonic movie, and I said that it was a pretty good song and it was surprising. Um, I have to apologize because apparently I thought it was a lot better of a song because I believe I listened to it about four times a day for a week. <laughs> <laughs> so you <laughs> Which do I was really talking like about, it. 
I guess I do. <laughs> I was talking to my friend uh, Schaefer about it, and he said that it was a bit excessive, but I argue that I don't believe it was. Oh, not at all. Um, not no. at all, dude. It's a great song. And no, people that like don't syrup. like it, people that don't like it, quite frankly, if you're listening, should just mind their own damn business. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, mind you, he argued this without even listening to the song. So I, I will I will forgive him for the fact that he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, but speaking of rappers, I know this has nothing to do with gaming or a show, but have you seen the new um, uh, Post Malone ads for Bud Light? No, I have not. The seltzer. They're the most ridiculous ads because it shows Post Malone inside of his brain. Uh-huh. So it's like inside out with all the little people inside, but every single little person has the same tattoos as him all over their faces. <laughs> so it's, it's like a bunch of little people engineering inside of him, arguing about different things. And oh wow, I don't know. You have to see them; they're really funny. And supposedly, Post Malone is like a really big Bud Light, Bud Light fan, like unapologetic. So when they came out with this seltzer, I guess it's a Super Bowl ad campaign. They decided to get him to speak for this seltzer that probably most people would just write off as a cash grab, you know, and uh, they thought, why not get the person that talks about our product the most without us paying them anyway (laughs) (laughs) to finally pay him because he's always like talking about Bud Light and like there's no way that they've ever given him a check for it. But now he has a check. So that's cool. Um, yeah yeah sorry that had nothing to do with gaming but no you're good interesting thing no it is interesting i mean you know that guy's that guy's made you know a name for himself you know a lot of people were making fun of the cat when he came out so good for him yeah good for him uh you ready for news yeah man let's go let's do it let's go let's hit the ground running You said hit the ground one, and I was going to say, let's wind it up like Wiz Khalifa. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay, so first thing in news is uh, rumors, not really rumors, but it was more of a speculation about there being a Doom Battle Pass. Um, A lot of uh, people were invited to play early versions of Doom, and something that a lot of the people noticed was that there were unlockables. Basically, when you would win games in the multiplayer, it would give you cosmetics, and it would look like a game that has a battle pass, basically. But being that it was not, it's not like a public game yet, there was no um, real evidence that it was a paid battle pass yet, because obviously it wouldn't be active yet. But it made a lot of people worried that maybe Doom was going to launch with a battle pass, which is just another expense. And uh, a lot of people were speculating that this had to be basically true because uh, Doom is being (laughs) published by Bethesda. And Bethesda with Fallout 76 has shown that they have no shame whatsoever. (laughs) So there was, needless to say, there was a lot of worry going around. But um, quickly, the team at Doom on their Twitter account basically argued against this and said that um, 
there would be unlockables, but they would all be cosmetic and they would all be included within the game that there would not be a battle pass. They, it was actually really good phrasing that they said. They said that Doom is a $60 game and that is all you're going to have to pay for it, basically. <laughs> like that $60 includes all these cosmetics and that's just going to be something that you'll shoot to unlock as you keep playing the game, you know. <laughs> so um, it is interesting that the team at Doom realized that uh, it was a major concern to fans because of just how Bethesda has treated Fallout 76. But yeah, um, hopefully they're not lying <laughs> because at the end of the at the end of the day, Bethesda you know owns Doom and yes. they're going to do whatever they want to make money. So I mean, don't feel too betrayed if it launches and has a battle pass because even though the team at Doom may not want to do that. Uh, they may not have a choice because we've seen things like that with EA and Battlefront 2 where the team honestly is just trying to make a good game and then it gets, you know, kind of Play-Doh molded into something else, you know, just to make more cash. But um, as of right now, <laughs> they are claiming that it does not have that. So that's a hopeful thought for that game. Um, hopefully Bethesda gets rewarded for that because that that seems to be a common theme. I know, okay, here's me getting off point again. Um, <laughs> we talked about how the Sonic movie, <laughs> the Sonic movie was reanimated the portions of Sonic so that fans would feel like it was more honoring to the original character. Um, but we also, after they actually appeased the fans, we have really tried in this community to tell people to go out and watch it, to support Paramount for making a decision that, you know, the masses really wanted, you know, yeah. in the same sense when EA made uh, Jedi Fallen Order and it was a game with no battle pass, no in-game purchases, no loot boxes. Um, we really wanted that game to do well to show EA that um, this game can be super successful if $60 is all you pay, you know, and that happened. We that game exceeded their expectations. It was something like they expected to sell six to 8 million copies and they've already got like 10 or something, something crazy. Yeah. And, um, so like that game's exceeded their expectations, which is awesome. Cause that means that EA was probably going to make better decisions in the future, especially with the star Wars franchise. And what I'm hoping is if doom actually launches with no battle pass and no, DLC planned out two months after it releases. <laughs> um, hopefully Doom does really well. And maybe it'll show Bethesda that they can't keep releasing pieces of shit like Fallout 76, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Y you get what I'm you saying? Because I, I, yeah, because maybe the 2017 to 2020 era of games is a bunch of a bunch of umbling, basically, <laughs> needs to go on where all these big companies need to get brought down to earth and told that they can't just keep pushing the limit on how much they can deceptively put in-game purchases, you know, just yeah. it, at some point it gets more disgusting than uh, free games on your phone, you know, but I agree. Yeah, that's that's me getting off point. But that's just me saying basically that if you haven't pre-ordered this game and it's still announced that it's not having like more purchases on the side, 
like a week before it comes out, like go out and support the game, you know? Um, just, I think that Bethesda really needs to be shown that quality comes over, you know, flashy <laughs> loot boxes. And that'd be really nice if that actually is the turning point for Bethesda rather than, you know, whatever the next game is, you know, cause at some point you can't keep making the same mistake. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I get exactly okay. what you're saying. Sweet. That's me off point. Now on to the next point. <laughs> Um, wow, I need to pull this up. I'm going to talk about this later because I don't have this list in front of me. Um, but let me skip on. <laughs> oh my God, I forgot about this. So have you heard about the Atari hotels? Yes, I have heard about that. I thought that was a neat this story. Is the dumbest, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. Well, um, they've lost a lot of money everywhere else. So why not here? That's what I'm saying. They're a company that's notorious for making bad business decisions. Um, in fact, um, as this story has kind of broken and they've announced more details about the Atari hotels where, let me take a step back. The Atari hotels is a hotel planned by Atari. That's going to incorporate a bunch of classic retro game spirit into a, I guess a five-star hotel or something. Maybe not even that nice, maybe a four-star hotel. Um, and basically the buildings are concept arted to look like, you know, the Atari symbol the big tower and like i guess that's convenient good thing that their symbol wasn't like playstation symbol i don't know <laughs> it's like did they really just did they decide to make a hotel because someone once said that their logo kind of looks like a hotel i don't know <laughs> this is ridiculous <laughs> but they're going to open the first one in phoenix and they've announced that they're also going to be opening in austin and chicago and a couple other cities um this is just a ridiculous idea because when they announced this, they still have not shipped out the Atari VCSs that were promised on Kickstarter like a year ago <laughs> or more than a year ago, maybe a year and a half ago. Like they've pushed back that Atari VCS so much and people just keep wanting news about the Atari VCS. And then we find out that the head of the project has left and started another Kickstarter. And then they lie about that. And then they admit that he's not there anymore. And then they, <laughs> then they say that they're going to get the community to basically check the system for bugs and stuff. It's just ridiculous. And on top of all of that, they decide to randomly announce that they're opening a, a hotel, which is, I guess what they've been putting all their time and efforts into, which is so insultive to their small community of fans that they have. Like if Atari has any diehard fans that are still holding on <laughs> to that company, they already invested in the Atari VCS. And while they're waiting, they have to hear that a probably multi-million dollar bankruptcy is going to happen, you know, with these hotels. Cause these hotels no matter how, how nice they are, they probably will not work out because it's Atari. Yeah. Like, well, I, I who did would put read, their money on this working. <laughs> I mean, it, it, if it could, I mean, I could see how, you know, it could end up if they, if they pull off some really good luxury rooms, but then throw in all the amenities that they're talking about, I could see it actually working um, because they do have, uh, and they're, they're, they're claiming that they're going to have an esports studio. They're going to have an Atari gaming playground, which is supposed to be basically a floor with nothing but Atari games on it. 
uh, meeting and event rooms. They're going to have working spaces, all that stuff. They're also going to have restaurants, bars, and a bakery. Then they're talking about possibly having a movie theater and a gym at each location also. So it's going to be like a resort casino kind of thing, but without the casino. You know what I mean? So, it, I mean, if they do it right, yeah. maybe they could pull it off. But I'm looking at some of the concept art, and I can see exactly what you're talking about is, you know, I, I mean, yeah, it does look like a hotel, the symbol. And I can see how they would use that, you know, to, um, <laughs> yeah. I just hope that's not the only reason they're doing that. You get what I'm saying? No, no. I, yeah, I, it, when I read the story originally, uh, what I thought was, you know, that it's a, a company's last gasp at trying to do something in order to be relevant again. And maybe it'll work. Maybe it won't. I, I'm not sure. But yeah, it, it looks neat. I mean, it looks like a cool idea. But at the same time, we'll see. You know, I mean, like you said, it's Atari. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's Atari, too. And and I'm sorry if you work at Atari and you're listening to this. Um, it's just it's Atari. So, like, let's say let's say you get to have a video game brand brand a hotel in like your hometown and that's going to blow your mind because it's going to be so cool. Where on that list is Atari? You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, obviously, top is Nintendo because that would be the most iconic. And then, like, below that would be, you know, anything else besides Atari. <laughs> I mean, you I don't know. know. Like, probably Sega or. <laughs> Maybe it's for know. families that want low. their children to have an absolutely horrible time. At a hotel. I, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's for maybe it's trying to target that age that like remembers Atari. Yeah. And maybe that's where they're trying to get their money. I don't yeah, know. That's true. That's true. It could be. Could be. You know, just bring your Oh, switch. it'd be really cool if they had a pool inside of it that was like the Atari logo. And then there was like colored lights that made it look like the logo. That'd be really cool. That's random. <laughs> anyway, um, I did find the list that I was looking for that uh, I skipped. I love it. Don't. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, Nintendo went out and trademarked. They re-upped the trademark names for 39 different games recently. So it's making a lot of people think, um, are they just holding on to these like for a classic console system? Or are they going to remaster these? Or are they going to put them on the Nintendo Online thing? So, like, a lot of people are hoping that some of these titles will be either, you know, looked into again or released back, you know, to the public. Hopefully a remaster, you know. And I'm not going to read the entire list, but the list includes Majora's Mask, um, Kirby 64, Kirby's Air Ride, which is a really good game that, you don't hear much about anymore. Um, it's also got the main titles that people are looking at is it has Super Mario Sunshine on it, which would be great if that was remastered. Um, weird titles are Steel Diver. I don't know why that is on here. They actually still care about that <laughs> franchise. That's like a Nintendo 3DS title that's like not even successful. Yeah. Um, really weird is Nintendogs and Nintendcats. I really hope that doesn't come back. Um 
there's, there's some weird titles on it, but the real ones that people are looking at is Super Mario World, Super Mario Sunshine, and maybe those Kirby games. Like the, those games are really good games that could be remastered for the Switch. Uh, they could even be uploaded to you know the Switch Online. Um, the thing is, uh, Mario Sunshine. I really hope that they make a sequel. I really hope it's not just a remaster. That's a game that is very underappreciated, even though a lot of people say it's a lot of people will say it's the best game on the GameCube. But a lot of people will still say it's like one of the worst uh, Super Mario titles, which is crazy because then that's like saying that the GameCube had some of the worst games, which is not true. I think a lot of people think the GameCube had some of the best games. And um, I would really like a sequel to Super Mario Sunshine, basically because almost every other Super Mario main 3D title, like platformers, has sequels. Um, Obviously, Odyssey doesn't have one yet, but I mean, that's probably in the works. But it'd be really cool if Super Mario Sunshine had a sequel because it had some of the most unique mechanics um, of a Mario game at the time. And I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really colorful world. And around when did it come out? 2001 or something? It looked stellar. Yeah. And uh, that'd be really cool if it was, you know, either I would I would take a remaster, but a sequel would be awesome for that game. Yeah. Um, that's all I really have to say about that. Um, really uh, nerdy stuff going on with the Ring Fit. Um, yeah. <laughs> that's have true. you seen this stuff? Yeah. So there's a guy who basically hacked the Ring Fit, which came with Ring Fit Adventure. It's a, if you don't know what it is, it's a ring basically that has Joy-Cons on it that you use with the Switch and it it reads movement, uh, like heart rate, and you can like squeeze on the ring to do things and stuff. But there's a guy who hacked it <laughs> and is using it as his controller in Breath of the Wild. And needless to say, running around in Breath of the Wild is a lot of work because there's so much land. <laughs> so it's such a massive game that suddenly with the ring fit on it, it's just running for like miles and then like fighting to fight. He has to like squeeze the thing. So he's just like wearing himself out. It's really funny to watch. But that's but awesome, been- though, man. He's probably, you know, if he does that for six months, he'll probably be in awesome shape. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like ripped in six months. But the thing is, it really brings up the fact that if any Joe Blow could just like do that, then the Ring Fit has the ability to be compatible with other games with probably not much work on Nintendo's part. So that True. makes me bring up the question of will they maybe make it compatible with more games? Because it'd be really cool for them to add a a quote fitness feature to some of their bigger titles, you know? Yes, it would. And of course, of course they would say things like, you know, we can't do that because there's certain areas of the game that just don't make sense using the ring fit that yes, traversing is interesting and using the squeezing as the action button, you know, is possible, but there are things that are more about timing than it's about, you know, just getting your heart rate up. Um, But I mean, you could at least make like, a DLC to it or something, or maybe like a side level or something. Yeah. And that'd yeah. be really cool if they added it into something like Mario Odyssey or, you know, breath of the wild seems to be completely playable, if not daunting. And, um, 
let me see what else would make sense. It would be really funny if it was compatible with Mario Kart, considering you're supposed to be driving and you'd be running. But <laughs> but like some of their bigger titles um, being compatible with it would be really interesting because not only would it allow people to, you know, play more games with a fitness angle, but it would also make that product a lot more viable and sellable yeah. because they could say now compatible with, you know, these titles that you might already well, own. Think about it like with uh, a title where you have to do a lot of running, say Fortnite or say uh, PUBG or one of those. <laughs> Could you imagine? I mean, you you would get uh, the the fitness uh, aspect of it alone is is crazy at how much you can do to it. I would do it. I would literally try to get it to where it could be a uh, a Fortnite compatible game. I think that would be a great idea. You know, people are worried <laughs> about their kids just sitting around playing a video game. Well, guess what? You're you're not sitting around anymore. You know, your kid can <laughs> run fifteen freaking miles now. <laughs> I was about to say now you're now you're screaming angry nine year old is ripped as fuck. Yeah, and you cannot you make this, him go to bed. Yeah, you can imagine this little prepubescent like kid just like screaming, but it looks like he's on a bunch of roids because he's been yeah. using ring fit. You're like, come here, and they're like, no, catch me. <laughs> you're not gonna do it. Oh my god, dude, you just made an excellent point, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's just crazy that's just crazy uh, yeah i'm gonna leave that there i was thinking about <laughs> to keep going with that but i'm not going to um <laughs> but yeah it would be really cool if it was compatible with more stuff i think battle royale games would be crazy because people already rage from just oh, yeah. mentally from oh yeah mentally being invested and then killed they'd what be if too you're exhausted also, like, working out yeah what if you're already working out and you're like oh god damn it <laughs> I just ran four miles, motherfucker. I just ran four miles to get shot by you. <laughs> what would be the shooting mechanic? Squeezing the ring? Uh, maybe squeezing the ring or using the Joy-Cons that are attached. That's crazy. But yeah. There's got to be a just, way, dude. If you can so figure you, out how to hack it and you listen to this show and you play Fortnite with it, then please send us a video. Yeah, send us a video. I would love to see it because ridiculous. I will talk about that all day long. <laughs> But yeah, I'm just, not encouraging hacking, crazy. though. Of course not. It's just if you already did it, then, you know, share. <laughs> <laughs> if you've already done it, don't be selfish. But, you know. Yeah, don't be um, selfish. Show us. <laughs> but yeah, that'd be really cool if they make it more compatible. Just, you know, for I think it has two ways to win because it allows people to do something else within the game and it allows that peripheral to be more useful. So. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, oh my gosh. I forgot about this story. Uh, this next <laughs> story is about a Reddit post on the Stadia Reddit. Um, have you heard about this? No, I haven't. So a guy posted on the Stadia Reddit and it was a long post about everything that basically every problem he had with Stadia, basically. And basically what it came down to was the fact that Stadia had not updated its players on anything for 40 days. So basically it's been out for almost three months and it has been out for three months. And in those three months, 
there was a 40 day span where they released no updates on future content, no updates on new games. <laughs> they've added nothing. So basically they've just like ghosted, which is crazy. This is a company that was pushing Stadia so hard for about six months and then they launch it and then they just ignore it for 40 days. And, uh, needless to say, um, the post was seen and it was shared with the Stadia team. And what's really crazy is within a day after that post that was getting like really viral on Reddit, they decided to release an update. It was the first update in 40 days and it was about what games they were adding in February. And it was, it was really ridiculous timing and, it was, I don't know. It's just more like Stadia is just playing it. They're just really forgetting about Stadia. Google just doesn't care about it. And it's it's crazy because they tried so hard to get their foot in the door first with the technology and they are not going to see it through. I think that's what's so crazy is they have the resources and they have the potential, but they have to actually do they have to work harder than running ads for Stadia every other video on YouTube. Like that's, that's like the minimum of what they can do. Yeah. Um, they're just they're really not offering anything. And what's so crazy is the people that are complaining. So let 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 me say this: when you pre-ordered um, Stadia and you got that exclusive controller for the uh, founders edition, it came with three months of their service. Yeah. So that's November, December, January. This guy was complaining on Reddit because his three months that was included with that initial founders edition was about to run up uh-huh. and he wanted a reason to actually continue subscribing to their $10 a month service. And that's what he was posting about was the fact that he ordered this $140 pre-order and he got it and it was lackluster and he was hoping that it would improve and they gave all these founders three months of their service like included basically free and they had so they had three months to make sure that all their founders not only stayed with their service but told other people about how great the service was not only are the people not telling people how great the service is because it's not but now they're having their founders question whether they should even stay. So yeah, th- that was their two goals with giving your early purchasers three months of your service is to make them without question, like you subscribe. You get what I'm saying? And yeah. th- th- what's so crazy is they that it's really sad because they just failed their community that hard. And I don't have it in front of me, but their response to the guy's message on Reddit post um, didn't say anything. It basically said, so he was complaining that they are not updating on what they're planning at Stadia. He was complaining that they're not saying what's in the future. They're not talking about anything, basically. And Stadia's response was, we realize you're frustrated and we know that Y'all as a community would like more updates, but at this time we have no updates. What kind of answer is that? <laughs> they just basically said that they realize that you're frustrated with this thing, but 
they didn't even say that they would do better. They didn't say that they were going to in the future do more updates. They said that they understand that the community wants more updates. But then they followed it with saying they don't have any updates. It's like, hey, I know you want this, but screw you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just it's really insultive and it's very it's very depressing to think about to that community that was willing to support Google with their I guess whatever the crusade type thing that they were on. Um, we were talked about how they had no humility coming into it and they acted like they were about to change gaming forever. But um, it's, I don't know. It's just disappointing to those people that actually bought in. And I think this really shows that stadium may not make it through 2020 just because of that fact of how bad it launched. And the thing is you can launch bad and then get back on your feet within a month or two. And it doesn't seem like they're doing much to, to go that way. Google has the money. We talk about how Xbox struggled this last console generation. And what they did is I'm convinced that they're losing money every year to make sure that their brand looks good in the eyes of their consumers. They put so much money into game pass and all this other stuff. And I think they are just pushing really hard to look very good to their consumer. The thing is, Stadia has probably, Google has probably, oh gosh, do they have more money than Microsoft? Well, they have a lot of money. I don't know if they have more or less. Microsoft has a lot of money too. But Google has plenty of money. And the thing is, when Stadia launched that bad, if Google actually cared about Stadia and the future of Stadia, they should have gone out. They did go out and get studios. That's fine. But they should have gone out and like doubled how many games were in that Stadia Pro thing, that games that came with it, you know, like, but they didn't do that. They like added a game and then Mm -hmm. two months later they added two games. Like, yeah, what's that about? You know, they should have, I'm just saying they should have went a lot harder when that initial group of people was immediately disappointed. You know, they should have like, they didn't have to apologize if they just fixed it immediately. But they're having to apologize because they just are not doing anything, you know. Now they're sitting on the back burner waiting for developers to make them exclusive games. Well, cool. You can sign back up in 2021, you know. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, but, um, I, it, it, say what you want because I'm really done talking about it. No, you're good. You're good. You, it's you just summed it all up. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just with Fallout 76 and Stadia, we talk about this almost every week about how frustrating they are. But uh, this week it's Stadia. So um, Stadia done a doo-doo, and uh, we'll see who does a doo-doo next week. But probably Fallout 76 is going to do something shitty again. Um, <laughs> but Stadia is just I just it's just a burning ship at this point. Um, I want them to prove me wrong, but they need to start showing some humility for me to actually care. And <laughs> they just they still act like they're the big dogs. Even when someone says that they're not doing updates, they're like, cool, we hear you. We don't care. <laughs> oh, wow. But um, it's it's crazy. Um, whatever, Stadia. Um, last point I have for this week uh, before I send it off to you is um, you've probably already heard about this if you are an Animal Crossing fan. But about midweek last week, uh, Animal Crossing, uh, they released that there was going to be an exclusive Switch that was Animal Crossing themed. 
It looks really good. It's got really nice pastel uh, Joy-Cons, and it's got like Tom Nook on the front of it. Um, I could be wrong. I think that's his name. And um, it's a really nice looking dock, and the Joy-Cons are really pretty. So um, if you're a fan of Animal Crossing, this is really great. But there's been a lot of memes going around about people buying uh, switches or getting them for Christmas in in preparation for Animal Crossing, and now they're pissed off because they have a regular Switch, <laughs> and there's like an exclusive uh, Animal Crossing Switch now. So there's been a ton of memes about that, and it does make me chuckle because um, it's it's just one of those things where they know that the fan base for Animal Crossing is huge. Like they know that this game is gonna sell really good when it comes out, so they know there's no risk with making an exclusive one because. To tell you the truth, they probably did this on purpose because um, like they know that you're going to go out and buy a second switch if you really have to have it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and um, I, to for example, I have a friend that I was talking to about it and they are buying another switch just to have that edition. So it's pretty crazy. Um, There's a nice dedicated switch, fans but, out there, man. I mean, yeah, that just want nice it just one. to have it for the aesthetic reasons. Right. I don't know if I, I don't know if I've ever done that. Like maybe yeah, I'm just not wealthy enough, but I'm a big fan of a lot of games. But yeah. when I already own a console and I see an exclusive like themed one, they're cool. But like it takes a lot for me to even consider like buying another one just for that design. You know, I'm, I'm guilty of it, dude. I'm guilty of it. What'd Years ago back in California. Um, and I bought f- uh, four of them. <sighs> I'm kind of ashamed at myself, but uh, <laughs> Blizzard for World of Warcraft was having a uh, a design thing on 7-Eleven Slurpee cups. So I bought one of each cup. Oh my God. I, uh, I spent a total of $8.62 and I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed of what I did. <laughs> one time at the AMC... I could have, I could have paid five ninety eight for, a, for just a regular tub of popcorn, but I decided to pay eleven ninety eight for a collectible tin one that's well, had about half as much popcorn in it. <laughs> it's not as it's it's not the worst part though, bro. I I bought all four at the same time. Did you at least <sighs> fill them all up with Slurpees? Yes, I did, and I'm ashamed <laughs> to admit that I drank every bit of it. They're large cups too. <laughs> <laughs> was the last one melted by the time you got to it? Or are you just joking? No, no. I yeah, I uh I drank them. Everyone was Coca-Cola. <laughs> you didn't even get different flavors? Nope. Yeah. Oh my god. There's yeah. so much that angers me with that story, but the the only thing that doesn't anger me with that story is how little money you spent on it. I'm but at least I was strong enough came to out admit with what 10. I did, dude. At least I was That's strong enough step. to admit what I did. Okay. <laughs> this isn't easy to do. All right. Don't don't cup shame me. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway. I got cup shamed. <laughs> I got slurpy shamed. You bastard. Okay. So anyway, uh, speaking of Blizzard, you're going to love this. Um I P 
paid, I don't know how much money for a game called Warcraft 3 Reforged. Well, okay. I forgot that it dropped on uh, December 31st and I didn't download it. So I was like, well, hey, you know, I wonder if it's up and running. And I went to uh, look at it and I had Googled Warcraft 3 just because I wanted to see, you know, if there was any settings that I needed to do. And all that I have seen is nothing but shit reviews for this game. I mean, it is absolutely hated. It has the worst Metacritic score of any game in history. Now, that was what was reported, that it had the worst Metacritic score in history of a 0.08. But it's now a f- 0. But a fan pointed 0. out that that was not true, <laughs> that there was a game that came out that was a uh, 0.04 that came out. And it was called uh, First Night Gary's Story, I believe. Well, uh, fans were so outraged by Blizzard's game that they went and bought day one Gary's (laughs) story and gave it, uh, you know, a bunch of great reviews, which brought it to a 0.08. And did 17,000 shitty reviews on Metacritic for the Blizzard game, Warcraft 3 Reforged, which brought it down to a 0.04, which is now, or 0.05, I'm sorry, which is now the worst game ever in Metacritic history. Um, I've decided that I'm not even going to download it. I'm not going to waste my time. Um, I watched gameplay videos of the game. And I mean, the people that made these videos weren't even talking because they were absolutely bored. They were just running through it. It it was crap graphics. It does not look like the 4k that they promised. Um, all they've done is basically taken an old game and put a bunch of new cutscenes in it. And that's really about it. And uh, I I'm highly disappointed, um, but that isn't the worst of it. Not only did blizzard make a shitty game, but they are now banning people for giving it uh, bad reviews of Warcraft 3 and then telling people how to be able to go ahead and get their money back. So they're banning these accounts. Uh, one that I one that I read was uh, from a guy named Hidden Pants who has a Warcraft subscription. And it says, so for helping <laughs> people finding refund options, it makes you get a two-week ban. Wow, talk uh, talk about they know they made a bad game and need to silence people. My main account is banned for two weeks. So people are getting banned because they're you know, telling other people, hey, this is what you got to do to get a refund of the game. Well, I'll be quite honest with you. I, I kind of want a refund. Well, apparently now they're not even doing those anymore. And they uh, they have also changed a thing. Now, you have an option of making your own maps in the game. Well, they've changed the terms of service now to where if you make a map, you don't own it. They own it. They don't have to give you any credit for it. They don't have to do anything. So usually when people make a map or something, it's theirs. That's what these video games have been doing. But they're, these guys are now following in the same footsteps as uh, – um, oh, damn. Yeah, I completely forgot who it was that was doing the same thing when they were stealing yeah. the maps from people. So mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, basically, you do not any longer have ownership of your work. Blizzard has the options to take it. Uh, It says the intellectual property of your maps belongs to Blizzard, not you. And they are not required to compensate you in any way if they make use of said intellectual property. Property. So, yeah. And I, I so basically, what it looks like to me is all the evilness of Activision is, and I I hate to say it, but let's face facts: Activision does this kind of shit to people, to gamers, and it, all they give a crap about anymore is taking your money and not putting out quality, you know content we were expecting a great game and we got screwed on it for what 35 bucks or more there were some people that bought the epic edition of it and lost a ton of money on it but i'm telling you right now a lot of wow subscriptions are going out the door because people are done man they're they're not subscribing to world of warcraft um they may be playing a little bit of overwatch but i've actually considered stopping playing it because i'm so bored with it now and i i really hope that Somebody who still has a little bit of the old Blizzard, um, you know, uh, a pull in that company can just say, hey, you know, stop, you know, let's take a break and let's go back to what we used to be because they're they're not they're not performing like the old blizzard. I mean, blizzard used to be one of the companies that people were watching out for because they were shit hot. But now basically they're turning into the wicked steps mother and just you know, shitting on people instead of giving a crap about, you know, content. So people are asking for refunds. People are getting banned for asking for refunds. People are getting their ideas taken away from them. So the the consensus of it is people are saying, screw Blizzard. They're starting to ban Blizzard or or uh, not ban, but uh, uh, rally against Blizzard, I guess, and just not use them yeah. anymore. So, yeah. They need to start targeting Activision. It's really crazy because it's all Activision. And well, that's the thing. I think people are going after Blizzard to like put a fire under them and say, hey, you know, do something about this. They're letting Activision do it, you know, and and I think that, uh, you know, they seem like this invincible corporation that you can't do anything to. You know, and people that still play certain games from Blizzard, which I understand there is a certain appeal to Overwatch, etc. But yeah, I mean, they're 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 going the way of Activision, man. And it's a bad, bad move. I hope they turn it around and I hope they listen to what their fans are saying, because somebody in Blizzard has to stand up and say, nah, we're going to go back to what we used to be. Otherwise, the thing is, Blizzard has the capability of being on their own without Activision. They have the resources. Oh, yeah. Activision helps you with distribution and a lot of stuff, but like Blizzard for sure has the resources. Um, The thing is, Blizzard never even had a choice in the matter when Activision took control of them in like 08 because Blizzard was owned by Vivendi, which merged with Activision. So like they didn't even have a say in the matter. If they didn't want to be associated with Activision back then, which at that time... Activision was probably just starting to get crazy rich with Call of Duty because that's like what 2008's like World War, World at War or something. It's like early yeah. Call of Duty games. Um, so like they may have not been seen as such a shitty company back then, but um, you know, as the time goes on, it's just Blizzard doesn't really have 
the question that I keep seeing online is something like, can Blizzard buy back enough shares of their own company from Activision to, you know, be independent? But yeah, I really don't know if that's ever going to be possible. You know? Yeah. I, I doubt that it would be, to be honest with you. I think that the, when this all happened, they, they lost their edge and it's been happening little by little and they don't have the, you know, that's very quite possible. They don't have the say that they used to have anymore. You know? Yeah. Here, here's the thing. If you boycott Blizzard and you make sure that Blizzard doesn't make any money, then maybe Activision will see them as either not a good resource and then they will allow Blizzard to leave or they'll say, oh, maybe we need to let y'all do y'all and not let us interfere with what Blizzard does anymore because y'all were successful back then. But the problem with that is if you say screw Blizzard <laughs> and then they do go independent, guess what? Blizzard doesn't have any money anymore because, you know, everyone boycotted them. So it, it's a double-edged sword. If they get boycotted too hard, then they can't recover. Yeah, you know? true. But true. Activision knows that they constantly have the source of revenue from things like Warcraft and stuff. And it's as long as it's a source of revenue, Activision is not going to take the company seriously as a creative thing you know they're going to be like you constantly bring us money let's just keep squeezing that money out you know so i don't know you can it, it sucks because you can't win that's what i'm saying if you boycott them blizzard might fail as a company you know period they might not be able to even survive their time at activision and if you keep supporting them you're just supporting activision so like it's going to take Blizzard actually standing up to Activision and saying that what's on the horizon is yeah. people boycotting all of our games and you need to let us do what we do best before that happens. You know, you know, even maybe make a public statement that inadvertently says that, but doesn't say that you're weak. Basically say that, you know, so-and-so is no longer in charge of, you know, Blizzard and we're happy to invite so-and-so onto the board of Activision who formerly worked at Blizzard or something, whatever, something like that that will make people say, oh, well, I guess Blizzard has more of a say in what they do now. You know, doesn't say that either party is wrong, but, you know, everyone would put two and two together and have a, you know, a better point of view of what those companies are doing. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I, I, I mean, that's hopeful that. thinking. What I'm saying is it's like you feel like you can't win. And so it's depressing. It does. Welcome and that's a depressing of, news podcast. And that's part of the reason why I just want to get out of it. You know what I mean? But anyway, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I, I hope that they stop becoming this evil, evil, you know, tyrant that everybody is making them out to be because they really are looking bad by banning people and by creating shit content and expecting you to swallow it. So hopefully they're going to turn around and fix this. And I guess we'll see. Uh, only time's going to tell. Right. So. But yeah. uh, on to some better stuff. Uh, this is kind of cool. Um, we recently had uh, done a story. I think you talked about it, about Steam uh, and their concurrent players yeah. that were on Steam. Well, they beat that record by about 300,000 uh, today. And they peaked at 18,801,944 players. Um, that's really cool uh, that they've, they're, they're still continuing to grow with concurrent users. What is um, the? Do you know what the main source of that is? Is it still The Witcher? Because uh, The Witcher just exploded. I, I believe. 
I believe that 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 is still a major part of it, dude. Um, they yeah, they haven't crazy. really changed any information as far as what's being played right now. Now they did say that it is about a million less players than that are actually in game than than it was two years ago. Uh, it's five point eight million right now versus seven million that were in, actually in game. But concurrently, online users, dude, is is eighteen point eight million. I mean, that's just crazy. So that just goes to show so you this. They- What's so that? they increased an amount of people that are logged in, but not yeah. in the amount of people that are currently playing. Yeah. So that yep. just means that queue times have increased. <laughs> uh, it could be that, but it's. <laughs> I think it has to do with the other options that they're offering people too. I mean, people are able to stream to Steam now, and they're not necessarily oh, streaming right. games. And it's just, I think it's neat. But I was looking at the graph, and it comes down dramatically today uh, around the time that the Super Bowl started. So <laughs> it came down <laughs> about 6 million users concurrent online, uh, down to about 12 million. So, yeah, it, it, I mean, that makes sense, though. you got a major sporting event going on. Millions of people watch this thing all around the world. So... Yeah, but I just thought it was neat, man. They smashed their record. Steam continues to do really good things. And uh, yeah, I want to see how far they can go with it. I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Uh, On to the next one. Sims 4 uh, came out in 2014. uh, And it's still uh, going strong, dude. It's actually, um, they're talking about um, uh, uh, creating a next generation uh, level for the Sims. Uh, it just hit 20 million players that are currently playing online. So that's pretty good for a, a, a six-year-old game that uh, still has that kind of uh, healthy, uh, uh, that kind of healthy user base. And that's across all platforms. It's 20 million lifetime players. So they're still playing the game and everything. It doesn't talk about sales or anything like that. Oh. Um but the game is included in EA Origins Access subscription and also uh, for PC, and it's also on the EA Access for consoles. So, But it just show, goes to show that the game has a lot of longevity and a lot of life to it. Now, they are talking, like I said, about doing uh, a next-generation Sims. And so from what I understand, yeah. though, from some of the rumors that I've been seeing, they're talking about uh, cross-platform play and bringing back The Sims Online. Now, that closed down back in 2008, but they're actually talking about emphasizing on uh, the interaction and competition and bringing all that back. And yeah. I think it's probably a good move because a lot of games if are doing that If it was online right again, I would play it again. Because that's one of the too, main actually. things that have kept me from playing it is the fact that it's cool to play The Sims and it's cool to like um, basically play in this world and try to make everything a certain way because you can tweak everything. Yes. But what's the point if people can't see it? Because it's one of those things where it's what's the point if people can't see it? And two, if someone else is playing a game, I I mean, I don't always like to play games by myself. Like, it'd be a lot funner if I could play it with people. I remember being disappointed because I thought Sims 4 had to have multiplayer because I was like, this is like, you know, this generation, it has to have multiplayer. And it did. I was like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. Well, they 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 did have a job posting earlier and uh, back in 2018 that stated, quote, an early in development triple A title um, and the required work was on characters, fashion, faces, hair, clothing. So to me, that that 
kind of hints at a new Sims. And obviously, you know, working on it from that far out, uh, you're probably yeah. looking at like, what, 2021, maybe 22 before they're finished with it, I would think. But they could probably get it done sooner. Um, maybe by the end of this year, we'll see some stories about it, you know. But uh, yeah. but I think that they are going to be doing that. And if they do, then, yeah, that's something that I will be joining Um I've always I'm, been very interested in The Sims. I've only played yeah. a little bit of it, but I've always wanted to get into this whole online thing. I remember back in 2008 when I saw about <laughs> or before 2008 when I was seeing, you know, people play The Sims online and the interactions they were having. Some of it was crazy, some of it was cool. And I think that that's something that I could definitely get into is is checking that out, especially if it was an open world everything, you know, just make it huge. Then uh then yeah, I think it could be a lot of fun. Kind of like a GTA thing, but all Sims. With less guns, yeah. Yeah, yeah, obviously <laughs> less guns. But, you know, just make it, you could have the RP stuff, you could have, but the the whole open environment thing, that's what appeals to me. Yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, it, it's funny because I read your note. You wrote Sims 4 hits 20, yeah. which you meant it hits 20 million <laughs> players. Yeah. It just so happens that the Sims, the Sims has been out for 20 years. Yeah. It's been out for 20 years on Tuesday. So that's yeah. crazy. So we're yeah. two days away from the 20th anniversary of the Sims. So I was like, oh, is it? I was like, is the Sims really 20 years old? And then it actually is. So I was like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> but no, like, I, w- I think, oh, I remember what I was going to say. I think that 2022 sounds about right for a multiplayer Sims 5. Because in the past, Sims is released on computer first, uh-huh. and then it goes to console like one or two years later. Like it takes forever to get to console. But the thing is, if they want the Sims to turn into an online juggernaut of multiplayer, they're going to have to launch on console. And I think yeah. this would be really cool if in 2022... Uh, it could be the first time that The Sims launches on all platforms. We'll have a new console generation, console generation that could keep up with a lot of current generation computers, and they could just they could just make the game be able to work on all consoles. Maybe even the Switch, which would be crazy. The Sims would be huge on the Switch. I'm not sure if it could handle it, but maybe by 2022, uh, the Switch will have that Pro version that we thought was coming out next year that they've kind of confirmed that it's not it, which is something that's been kind of popping up. I haven't really talked about that, but a lot of sources have been saying that the rumors of the pro switch is not really going to be probably this next December. Yeah. Um, but maybe by 22, uh, we'll have a better switch. Um, all the consoles will be more than a year out and multiplayer Sims could be huge, you know, especially if it's not released the same year as a GTA, <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah that could be like one of the biggest games of the generation if they do it right you know oh okay. cool glad yeah. you brought that story it's a cool story i got a couple of really good stories actually that um i'm kind of digging uh the first one i want to talk about is uh this came out uh, a story about it came out a while back about a uh, well not a while back but a few days ago um, and they had a video on this thing uh, that had come out. It was kind of running around. Um, they were talking about it back in 2018, but it's the uh, Xbox adapter. Um, it's called the Xbox Adaptive Controller. Now, what it does is it plugs into a nine pin plug, which is the standard plug on any joystick 
for an electric wheelchair. And it turns that joystick on your wheelchair into a controller. So these people are able to play uh, their Xbox games. Um, and it, it basically it expands the ability for uh, people with disabilities to be able to play and use a controller on their wheelchair to to play these games. Uh, it's called the Freedom Wing Adapter. Um, the Xbox connects to the uh, connects to that to the ex Xbox adaptive controller, and it uses the nine pin port. And that's like they said, like I said earlier, it's standard with any one of these controllers. So anybody who has a controller on their joystick, they're able to use it. Um, if you're able to use a joystick controller with buttons already. Um, but there are other things that they are, um, that they are creating. Um, they have a company that was able to make the printed circuit boards for these things around $7. So people are able yeah. to build their own adapter for about 35 bucks. Um, the required materials are going to be put online with the instructions. Uh, eventually it's going to be published and you'll be able to go on and see how to do it and make it yourself for about 35 bucks instead of going out and buying it. Um, I think the reason why they're doing that is because it would cost them more to manufacture it than it would to be able to give out the information and where to get it. You know what I yeah, mean? That's really so, cool though. That they he, do that angle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is basically uh, people have even hacked into this stuff and get it to function with Nintendo Switch consoles. So you can buy it uh, for 99 bucks with the really nice ones. Um, and it's supposed to be uh, compatible with as many devices as possible. It's they they kind of have made it to where it, it you can use it with anything, which I think is a great thing. Or you yeah. can go ahead and you can make it yourself for about 35 bucks. So I think it's kind of neat. Uh, that was the gist of what I got on it. And uh, the video I saw was really cool. This guy turned his wheelchair into a controller and he's able to just sit there and play uh, Xbox games. Um, I thought that was really neat. Uh, you know, the innovations that these guys are coming up with, uh, with 3D printing, I'm sure that it gets a lot easier and, and so forth, but it's just neat. Um, it's a company, a couple of organizations, uh, Able Gamers, which is a charity organization, and AT Makers. Um, the, those guys, AT Makers, are like a bunch of tech junkies that like to make this kind of stuff. And uh, they created it and put it together and uh i just think it's neat that they're doing this so it's kind of a little feel-good story man yeah it sounds really cool i like that i always like when they people come out with things that are more adaptive to um someone that just you know either can't use a, a normal controller controller like the xbox adaptive one or just you know it's just easier to use something that's already there because like with this um wheelchair attachment they most people could probably still use a normal controller, but having it there and not having to go get a controller and all that stuff is just more convenient, you know, and that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yep. Another thing about Xbox, uh, Microsoft, this is kind of cool, man. I thought this was neat. You know how I feel about cheaters and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, so I thought. Yeah, exactly. So I thought this was kind of cool. Uh, Microsoft <laughs> launched their uh, Xbox bug bounty program and you can get like in excess of $20,000 in rewards for reporting security issues with Xbox Live. Now, it's not as easy as I just said, um, but it is kind of cool. Uh, the the <laughs> they said the the average bounty rewards are probably going to range between $500 and 20 grand somewhere in there. There could be higher 
payouts depending on the quality of the report and what the uh, <laughs> bug is. Uh, basically, what they expect from people, because they are opening this up to everybody, it's gamers, uh, programmers, anyone who has the ability to find these flaws and to show them what the problem is, um, they expect you to have a seriously detailed report on what it is. They want video documentation and they want proof of concept. That's the bottom line. They're not looking uh, for people to do, um, you know, attacks or uh, any kind of that kind of crap. What they're looking for is uh, legitimate bugs and security issues that you find that you can actually prove on video um, to their company. And you'll you'll get bounties for yeah. it. Um then this is a very small amount of people that can benefit from this. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. there's uh stories that I've been reading where there was up to like 250 grand that were given to people because they found serious, serious security issues with windows 10 and they gave them to Microsoft and said, Hey, you know, this is what it is. So it was worth them to pay it, you know, to, to get this information out. So um, yeah, man, it's going to be kind of cool. Uh, we'll see what happens, but, yeah, it says here that <laughs> Sony and Nintendo also accept security bug reports, but Nintendo gives you rewards of 20000 and Sony only gives you a T-shirt. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. What does yeah. the T-shirt say? I found I, a bug. I, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> Sony bitches, I found a, a bug. But, yeah, so I thought that was neat, man. A little bounty program going on with... Uh, with uh, Microsoft looking for people for, you know, looking for hackers and bugs and whatnot. So, yeah, it's kind of cool, man. I think it's going to give people the incentive to to, you know, help them with those those issues so that we have a more secure system and get better gaming. All in all, Sweet. it's going to be a good thing for everybody. Um, last story that I got, man, Outer Worlds is coming to the switch. Uh, they had uh, they had uh, confirmed that. Um, you know, a while back, um, I think it was. uh like August, September, maybe October, that they had confirmed that yeah. uh, Outer Worlds was coming to Switch, but they didn't have an exact date. So March sixth, um, Outer World is going. Outer Worlds is going to be going wow. to the Switch. I think it's going to be a good thing, That's man. Soon. Um, yeah, yeah. The graphics and everything are really cool on this game. Um, I I couldn't get into it, but I appreciated the beauty and the the. Uh, the it kept you going. There was plenty of gameplay to do. It wasn't a Fallout 76 where you were just bored out of your freaking mind. It it there was plenty to do right away in this game. Um, and I like the idea of the game. It just didn't it just didn't grab me personally. So, but I can honestly see where people would enjoy playing this game. So, I think a lot of Switch users are going to use this. So, March 6th, it's coming out. Get ready for it. Um, have fun and uh, go build your crew and. Do your thing in the outer worlds, man. I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. But anyway, Sweet. that's all I got, brother. Awesome. Um, well, then let's go on to our short topic. Our topic is really more of a news story, but it's something that I figured we were going to talk maybe a little bit longer. We might not, but yeah. um, it's something that I wanted to allow us to actually get in depth a little bit. Yeah. Is we got a new Overwatch developer update. I think it was Friday. Yeah. And um, basically, it announced some really cool changes to Overwatch, things that I'm very on board with. And one kind of meets up with one of the reasons you're leaving. Uh, the first one is 
that they're adding a new experimentation card to the game that will, I don't know. They kind of made it sound like sometimes it would be there and sometimes it would disappear. I don't know if they mean it will totally be gone or if it'll just gray out. But what the experimentation card is, is it is going to be a mode where you can go into it and test out new ways of playing the game where they're experimenting with like, let's say they wanted to make Roadhog a damage hero and they reworked him into being damaged instead of a tank. It would be in that mode. Um, Stuff like that. They maybe have one where there was... You know, it was a three-two-one comp, not a two-two-two comp. Um, things like that would be in this experimentation mode. And the thing that it makes me say it's kind of like one of the reasons you're leaving is you were talking about how you're enjoying Paladins so much. Paladins has a mode where you can play maps that they're designing. Yes. And um, this isn't quite the same, but in the same sense, it's allowing more people to um, participate in these kind of developer ideas and stuff. So it's really cool because beforehand um, there was the PTR and not many people actually played on the PTR that not a very large percentage of the actual player base could even play on the PTR and um, consoles couldn't at all. But this new system is going to be on consoles, which is crazy cool. Uh, It means that anyone that plays Overwatch anywhere will be able to play these like developer experiments and um yeah so it's gonna be really cool for the player base to try out these new things and the thing is no one's gonna have to be worried that these things are gonna stick because they may be just trying out things that are just like really crazy is what jeff was talking about yeah and um this this sounds like a really good move you know well they they did say that it's not for testing bugs it's not like a public test room it's nothing like right. that it's, it's not that it's for it's, like, it's for uh testing modes uh different rules they come up with balance mm-hmm. changes and it doesn't necessarily mean that these are going to make it into the main game either i think it's a great way to to test what it is that they want to put in and it could perhaps make more fans happy because yes we'll be getting more balance down the road and stuff like that but yeah that that remains to be seen, I think. Right. This uh, this will allow them to make quicker balance changes, which is something that the community has always complained about. Yes. And to another degree, um, this makes big changes a lot easier for the fan base because beforehand, when there was a big change to Overwatch, um, there was really no way that you could be warmed up to it besides about a week before it was added into the main game. People would yeah. be like, man, this new thing is really shitty on the PTR. Just wait till it's on the real thing because it's OP. And then when it came in, you had no choice but to play it. But with this new experimentation mode, if they're going to actually consider doing something crazy, revamp to a hero, you you basically can bet that it's going to be in that experimentation mode. Yes. And you'll already be familiar with the idea. So like, if they decide to totally rework a hero like they did uh, Symmetra and Torbjorn, uh, that will be probably in something like this where they'll, they might even in this experimentation mode have a mode where it has, you know, the original Symmetra or Torbjorn to see, you know, if it is still as dumb as they thought. You know, does it still not work as much as they think it doesn't work, you know? Yeah. And um, it, it, it's going to be very broken. But the thing that's really cool about it is they did say that you would still get unlockables from this game mode. So yes. 
Yeah. Unlike you can still get experience. And yeah, all you'll that. still get yeah. experience. It'll still count towards your nine wins and you'll during get like loot chests. challenges. Yeah. Yep. So that's that's also a plus. It'll allow people to actually want to play this because it actually gives them rewards, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not so losing I- anything, but you're able to give feedback to Blizzard as far as what's going on. Cause I also uh had heard rumor that they are currently testing versions of the game that that make changes to several of the of of the heroes of the yeah in the in the game and we're talking like not just buffs but also nerfs across the board so right yeah it's it's yeah well (laughs) i won't i won't say that i'm not worried about it because i kind of am you know because (sighs) but that's the thing is even if you are worried about it with this experimentation mode you'll see that other version of the game because when they do this really big revamp of it maybe so the current problem with the game is too many people play damage yes there's not enough heroes that people want to actually play competitively and how do you fix that is the big question they've tried other things like three two one yeah but the thing is we haven't seen that tested they have tested that but with the experimentation mode we can now test it Maybe, you know, that's what's just so cool about that idea is we will be able to see like that. And if the community as a whole likes something a lot better um, as a whole, they'll probably be correct. You know, if they're like, this makes a lot more sense, then they might actually change it to that, you know. And the thing is, they don't have to completely believe the user base. They can just look at the stats. They can be like, well, you know, the low tier players really think this is good, but the high tier players, you know, this is broken. They could see that across the board with that much of a user base. And this is one of the things that we talk about with experimentation and stuff. Um, It's called experimental mode is the larger group of subjects you have in the test, the better your results will be. And this is something that's going to be really good for their research on how things actually work because they will have the largest player pool that they've ever had for it, you know. The second thing well, I'm, I'm oh, also go, go seeing. Oh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. No, what were you going to talk about? Are you going to well, talk about the other thing? No, go ahead. You can continue. OK, I was going to say the second thing that I na- they announced was that they were going to be adding just like there are map pools in competitive. Mm-hmm. They're going to be adding into competitive hero pools, which I think is amazing. And what this yep. is going to be is every week, this is what they're going to start out doing it. Every week, there's going to be a different pool of heroes you can play, which will be wonderful. Because if they if they say you can't play May, Reaper, and Moira, this yeah. is like a totally different game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know? And I think it's a great idea, too. I think that that could actually revive some of the competitive side of the, of the game. And I don't know if they're just going to roll the dice with this. Because we're talking about the fact that they say there's going to be a certain amount of heroes that you can't play per week. I don't think they're just rolling the dice. I think they are selectively rolling the dice, you know, because there's not going to be a week where no healers are playable. (laughs) There's not going to be a week where every shield tank is not playable and it's only off tanks. I mean, that's a little bit more doable. Maybe one to two, uh, you know, uh, damage is a lot more. They have a lot more players in damage. And uh, one of the rumors is, uh, that there's not going to be any new heroes in Overwatch 2. So if that's the case, I could see them taking like, you know, in a week taking like... You mean there's not going to be any more heroes until Overwatch 2, 
right? Uh, no, actually, the rumor that I've just been looking at uh, recently is that there's not going to be any new heroes in Overwatch 2. But we know that they're at when least going to add. We know of two that they're going to add. They may add them later on, but when it drops, from my understanding, yeah. And this is from this is from this oh, is coming think- from okay. a company that actually was able to predict. 100% that at Ash and her abilities and when she was coming out and also to uh, uh, they had gotten a hold of one of the clips that was showed at BlizzCon and they had told everybody what was in the clip before they even showed it. So, um, yeah. yeah, this is actually this is from some pretty reliable information. So I'm going to keep tr- keep an eye on it. But yeah, man, from what I'm seeing is there's very good possibility that there will be no new heroes so if that's the case you know yeah. what my point was is that with the whole hero pool option you're probably looking at like uh you're gonna have you know more than one to two of the damage out and then probably a healer and a tank right. um because that just so, makes sense yeah so you're probably looking at anywhere from three to too. five heroes out a week Paladins has the problem too. Paladins has probably a worse problem because there are so many characters. So many of them. <laughs> that yes. they have a system where you can ban. How many do you ban? Two? For uh, each side? So it's a total of I think of it's four. two or three. Yeah. Yeah, it's either four or six get banned per game, but it doesn't really matter that much because yeah. there's so many characters. Yeah. Um, there's still going to be about, in Paladins, there's still going to be about 10 characters that nobody ever plays. Yeah. Uh, Overwatch and competitive has the problem where they're probably there's less here. There's less heroes in Overwatch, but there's probably 10 heroes that have hardly any play. We joked about maybe we didn't joke about it here, but I did read about it a couple of months ago. There was a week where Bastion had a zero percent pick rate in competitive like at Grandmaster, he like he went from 0.01 to 0.00. He went down to the third digit of pick rate where no one's picking him. Um, there's things like that going on in Grandmaster where like nobody's playing all these heroes. So yeah. with hero pools, like you may actually see Bastion played again in Grandmaster because there may not be anything better. Yeah, and, and the meta that changes the meta to where you have to adjust. Right. You have Constantly to adjust to what's available. Meta. I think it's a great thing, man. I really do. I think that, it's going to bring a lot actually, of people back. I I would come back for that. I really would, especially in competitive, just because it 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 it, it takes away the staleness of it all. You get tired of the one trick ponies. You get tired you really of do. the guy who queues up just to play Genji every single time yeah. in competitive, and you're like, okay, I get that your username is genji master 93 or something like i get that you're playing genji but like it'd be really cool if he you know couldn't play genji yes but like at the top of that like if he couldn't play genji would he just not play that week (laughs) yeah (laughs) maybe i don't know maybe it wouldn't change too much on the skill level because people that don't have their one trick ponies in there they just won't even play so maybe it won't change too much about people like getting their feet wet anymore but I don't know. I think it's a good thing overall. I think it would be really cool if there was a quick play version of it where it would not be the only version of quick play, but you could do it in quick play if you wanted. I think that would be also cool. Yes. I think that would be neat if they, you know, leave your, leave your quick play classic, but maybe throw in another arcade mode where those certain heroes in comp are also in quick play. 
and those heroes are gone, but you can pick from the other 40. Yeah, it'd be cool if you quick <laughs> if you click uh, quick play and there's three choices where it's classic, current, and oh, then meta. hero pool. Yeah. yeah, hero pool. Yeah, that's a great idea, man. Yeah, that'd there, be cool. But Blizzard, then the whole listen, idea of quick listen. play is kind of defeated. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> it's supposed to be quick. Instead, you're making a choice between three things. <laughs> but um, well, it's just no, a mode. Yeah, I think they both are really cool concepts. It was a really cool developer update, and we were talking about boycotting Blizzard and all that stuff. But <sighs> fingers crossed, Overwatch has been in a pretty good place the last couple of years. Like all the other franchises have hit trouble. Uh, Warcraft is having trouble. As we were talking about Hearthstone had the issue where with the whole China thing. Yeah. Yeah. And um, Diablo up until recently had the issue about the, (laughs) the mobile app two years ago. Yeah. And um, I mean, Overwatch, all you can really complain is that the game gets stale and that there's, there hasn't been a new hero since Sigma. And that everyone's just waiting on Overwatch 2. Yeah. It's just not nearly as bad as what the other ones are doing. Like, it's not the best place in the world, but all the other IPs are doing pretty bad. Well, and if some StarCraft of the other, got canceled. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but if some of the other rumors that they have about Overwatch 2 are true, I mean, then it could, it, it very well could revive it. Along with the whole player uh, hero pool thing, um, they're talking about the... Uh, the PVE elements being added alongside PVP. So it's kind of like destiny Two gambit mode where you have the PVE VP. So that very well may it's honestly, (laughs) it's a real PVP. It's a real thing. PVP. PVE VP. Yeah. Call it, call it pep. But uh, yeah, so that, (laughs) that may happen, but there's a lot of people saying that it just could be, um, a complete <laughs> overhaul of the game, not just an expansion that it just may be a, a brand new game sold under a brand new UPC, you know, that it, right. it, it but more than, but the, you know, that's what they're the, saying. It is the one thing that I'm confident of is that, and I'm pretty sure this is going to happen is there is going to be cross play. I mean, everybody's going that way. Um, and you know, they've, they're going to have cross play in this game. So the thing is blizzards blizzard. That's kind of untreaded territory for blizzard. Well, but they're to with be Activision, honest, they don't though. have too much. They don't have too much console awareness either, but they're Overwatch with Activision and, and they have theirs. You're right. They have yeah. modern warfare, which is, you know, currently cross play. So I, yeah, I think everybody's going to be doing it. Anything that's multiplayer is going to be cross play. I mean, we're just going to see that across the board, but, uh, yeah, man, I I think that uh, they're going to basically move everything over, but it's, you know, they're going to treat it like it's an add on, but it's just a uh, it's a revamp. That's what I think. I, I think it's just a revamp of the game. They're not going to release any new heroes right away. Uh, that's going to be down the road, just like they did with this game. The first one. Yeah. And uh Yeah. We'll we'll have to see what happens, but the hero pool thing that that kind of uh, interests me. And if if that's something that they do, then I very well could get back into Overwatch. But as it stands right now, I'm probably done with it for a while. Especially well, after this the uh, competitive season, will be next competitive season. Really? So probably in a couple of weeks. 
Well, yeah. then I may end up revamping it. Yeah, I may end up playing. Yeah, you go ahead and quit for a week. <laughs> <laughs> Do your thing. Protest. <laughs> Down with Blizzard till Friday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's all we really had on that subject. It was just a pretty big update uh, for Overwatch. Yeah. Um, I think that's really important. I think those are two really big things. He was also talking about new, um, like, what's the what's the word? Um, oh, what's the thing? Like cosmetic type things that they were going to oh, add. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, sorting abilities and things like that. So it's really weird that they're adding all this stuff to, like, revamp the... the <laughs> what is the word? Like the uh, interface, the interface of Overwatch. It's really weird that they're revamping that when they're the working on a sequel. Yeah, like the menus and all that stuff in the organization. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? Well, it, um, it doesn't hurt to make things look fresh either. I mean, that's that's a that's just a good that's just good marketing because it makes you feel like you're getting a whole new game. I guess. But I guess also Blizzard needs to really focus on its other IPs more because Yeah. As I'm saying, like, we're just keep getting like better news from Overwatch and I feel like their other IPs are kind of just being ignored. Uh, Diablo yeah. 4 is probably the most promising thing they have in another IP right now. True, true. That's about all I have to say about that. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. I was looking forward to this episode. I thought a lot of this news was really cool. Um yeah, it is actually. It's a pretty got good a lot show, of, man. Got a lot of stuff planned in the next couple of weeks. We might talk about it next week. Um, but um, we're still doing some changes next week and um, ch- look ch- forward to that. Changes. Uh, yeah, I need to work on that. What was I going to call it? In our lives? <laughs> in our, in, you know, yeah. So, or, yeah as as like the that. world turns. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, um, yeah, this uh, segments get a little bit more um, back on track with our segments because we've kind of turned into a hardcore news show and uh, I hardcore think, <laughs> hardcore news. But um, once again, you know, thanks for listening. Hit us up on Twitter. Absolutely. Um, thanks for sticking around. We love you. Now your screaming, angry nine-year-old is ripped as fuck. Yes, I did. And I'm ashamed to admit that I drank every bit of it. They're large cups, too.